sometimes a patient's approach to you is different as well. Um, so the average patient that you see on a private platform will usually be very polite and would usually, I mean, most patients on the NHS are quite polite, to be honest with you, but it's just rare, a bit more rare to find patients who are going to be rude to you. So as you know, we are all about diversity of opinion and we are revisiting the topic of how do GPs choose the right telemedicine company to work for as we know there are many and there's an increasing number who are vying for some of the best gps in the country or the world Um, and if you are a gp how do you know which one will work for you so today we are interviewing dr jayi olaleye on her journey to working for dr care anywhere who we are also working with, and some of the choices that she made and the factors that influenced that. So this is something that you cannot miss if you are either currently working for a telehealth company or you are considering doing that as part of a rewarding portfolio career as a GP. Anyway, let's go. Let's face it, burnout amongst doctors is sky high and we're actively seeking other ways to make the most of our transferable skills beyond the usual career pathways. Welcome to Disrupting Doctors' Careers. I'm your host, Dr. Abena Bubbers-Jones, and I'm on a mission to connect one million doctors across the world with the best in diverse career opportunities. So welcome back, everyone. Uh, We're going to continue our conversation about what do GPs look for in a telehealth company? And so this is all about diversity of experiences from GPs within their careers. And I'm really, really proud to introduce to you Jaye Olaleye, who is a GP uh, currently working for Dr. Care Anywhere. This is an online telemedicine platform. Uh, where they recruit a range of different healthcare professionals, but particularly GPs. And so we're going to hear about her experience moving from a sessional GP with Dr. Care Anywhere to salaried and everything around that decision-making process. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Abina. Thank you for um, inviting me over to talk about my experiences here today. Of Of course, highly valuable. And thank you for offering to speak. So let's get started. Um, what were you doing before you moved into telemedicine? So, um, well, I'm, I'm just a normal everyday GP. So um, I've, I've been a GP now for 11 years, I think. <laughs> I wow. finished in 2011. Um, mm-hmm. So I've always just worked in, a, worked in a traditional GMS practice, and I still do. Um, and I managed to combine my NHS work with um, my private work um, at Dr. Care Anywhere. Um, and it's a it's an interesting um, way to see how, what works in NHS and what works on a private platform. But yeah, I, I've managed to combine both um, quite nicely, and I quite enjoy what I do. Awesome, awesome. So I'd love to hear more about what made you decide to move into telemedicine from traditional GP practice. 
So that was uh, it's a it was a very interesting um, process for me. I must say it didn't come and it wasn't an easy decision at all. It came about and um, if you don't mind me using the word disruption. So basically, podcast. I know. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So basically, we my my husband who is also a medic was going to travel to Australia to do his fellowship. So um, obviously the plan was we all go together. Well, I thought I couldn't really spend a year at home not doing anything. So I decided to look um, and explore telemedicine, which at the time was not very popular at all. But I just thought, you know what, let me just explore this a little bit. It might be, this was, um, we left 2019. Okay. I'm trying. I'm trying to think about the dates now. Was <laughs> everything pandemic? It um, was definitely pre-pandemic. 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 And this was me exploring like a year before we even left. So it was like a year pre-pre-pandemic. <laughs> so I looked at all the different options. Um, I and there was one of the forums I kind of joined about doctors going abroad for their fellowship. And, you know, somebody had mentioned Dr. K anyway. So I thought, okay, let me explore this company a little bit more. I read about them. I thought, okay, they sound interesting. Um, apart from them, I read about one or two other companies. But I don't know. I just got drawn to Dr. K anyway for some reason. I'm, I can't really say what. It's um, nearly three or four years ago now. Um, but anyway, as time moved on, you know, you the, the process of moving to Australia was quite hectic. So obviously... We got to Australia and I just pushed it to the side. And then maybe about three or four months in, in Australia, we I just decided to look at it again to say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm exploring this. What's it all about? So I decided to just send them an email to say, look, I'm interested in working at your company. Well, obviously, I'm abroad at the moment, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm quite keen to see what, what I can do um, um, whilst away abroad. And they sent me an email back saying, oh, they don't take doctors who, who live abroad and all of that. But it was about a month before the pandemic started. <laughs> and um, a few weeks later, they sent me another email like, yep, they are recruiting doctors um, who are temporarily li- living abroad. I think at the time it was a pinch point. They really needed a lot of doctors. And funny enough, just before I go on, I think I actually watched the interview about Dr. Care Anywhere on your platform, Abina. I think that was how I actually got to know about Dr. Care Anywhere. And then I sent in one of the forms on the website to them to say, look, I'm interested. So that was how it all started, to be honest with you. I think that was where I got it from. So it's our story now. That's how I... To check this, it's quite interesting because, yeah, we have worked with Dr. Care Anywhere for a number of years. And so my question to you is, what was the impact of seeing their company and brand on medic footprints, like compared to if you didn't? Was there any kind of value add there for you? If you know what I mean. Yes, it made a difference to be able to see people behind it. Hmm. Um, so just putting a face to um, the people behind it, just watching the interviews. I can't remember the name of the lady, one of the lady um, doctors there, who, who had done an interview. Just looking at the video over and over, I went to their website, had a look at it again, read through. But hmm. no, it, it made it come alive to me. It made it feel quite fresh to me and at the time I think there were other platforms but they didn't particularly have a good um, 
I don't know. You didn't have it. I didn't have a good feeling about those other ones at the time compared yeah. to DCA. So I was just drawn to DCA. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that I could put a face um, oh. to it compared oh. to the other ones. I mean, that, that makes sense because I think as GPs, well, sorry, as doctors in general, but GPs in particular, let's go back to doctors actually in general, um, particularly when you're looking at industry roles, yes. because it is a, a very different sphere of what we're used to in the public yes. sector. It just feels like it's a, it's a step up with it when it comes to risk taking in it your is. careers. And because institutionally we've been told certain things about working in the private sector, it's like we have to be 100% sure that this is going to work for us and this is the right opportunity. Yes. And so doing the research, the background research beyond that this is a job, yes. which involves the things that you've done, like you looked on our site, you looked on secondary tertiary sites, you looked on their yes. sites, you looked yeah. up the people you saw in the interviews, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, before, even before you left your details, right? Yeah. Make sure correct. You did your level of due diligence. Yes. You even just express your interest. Like, as you know, a lot of the things mm-hmm. we do we expect mm-hmm. a hard application on yeah. the yeah. outset because it's about mm-hmm. relationship building with a brand and a company. You know, yeah. it's, like, it's like a marriage, right? <laughs> it is. And it, yeah, of... of uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a big deal when you're stepping out of your comfort zone. Uh, And for me, my comfort zone was NHS, just to my traditional GP um, work, which again, I was quite happy with. But again, because I knew I was going away and I really needed to keep myself busy. I thought, you know what, let me step out a bit out of my comfort zone here. I know I have the skills. I, I, I can talk with people. I enjoy talking with people. Can I apply that on a different platform? Um, um, and that was what it was for me. I felt like, you know, I can still carry on doing what I enjoy doing, but on a different um, place. So definitely, it's always a big step up when you have to lift your comfort zone and go into somewhere else. You really want to be sure you're making the right move. Yeah, no, 100%. And so... I'd love to hear a bit more about that next step. So you leave your details. How, yeah. what was that experience like for you moving into the company? Because I, I, I find that a lot of doctors, yeah, expressing your interests, I mean, that's just leaving your details and you're not committing to anything. But what is it that then allows you to make that decision to then say, yes, I want to work with this company? So what, what is that bit that kind of, yeah, I think, oh, you know, sometimes you can tell a lot by the responses you receive from emails. Um, so right. for me, you you send the first email and they respond, the, the, the tone of the email, you can almost tell, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> but for me with Dr. Kate, um, my initial experience was very, very very good so they sent that initial e- i sent my initial email saying oh, i'm interested i said oh wow wow it's wonderful you know you're interested in this um, and they said, well, we're not recruiting at the moment because you're you know abroad and um, but we will let you know if other, other opportunities come up and i thought well, well that's good and then a few weeks later they did contact me back so i i felt the admin team was quite good they were on the ball and for me, that was the first signal that, okay, it sounds like an efficient system. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they get back to people. So I thought, okay, well, that's good. That sounds good. That sounded positive. Um, and that was, that was my, my initial 
attraction to them, I would say. Okay, brilliant. And then moving forward. So moving forward, so one of the questions you asked, well, how did I move from sessional to um, salaried? So at the time, um, because um, again, I was abroad, they could only give me sessional contracts. But I knew that once I came back into the UK, because I had thoroughly enjoyed doing my job with them, I thought, oh, yeah, this is something I would like to carry on. I didn't want it to be on a temporary basis. And again, they had so much flexibility about what I could do as a salaried. And I thought, okay, yeah, it sounds like I can carry on with my level of commitment to them without affecting anything else. Mm -hmm. That was really good for me. Um, And I also felt that in particular, the skills I had learned within a short space of time of maybe about, I think it was about maybe three or four months Mm -hmm. was incredible. It was incredible. I could feel it in myself that, yes, I am not the same type of GP I used to be before. Mm-hmm. I had my, I thought my, my generally my communication skills on a virtual platform had improved really well. Mm-hmm. So I thought, yes, this is something I would like to carry on, and I'm sure it's useful to my NHS practice as well. And um, you know, I just was like, yep, yeah, I want to carry with this. Uh, and then you, you seeing private patient, there's a kind of decorum that you have, you know, you. you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, yeah, I like the way. about that, Jay. Like, I'd love to hear your uh, thoughts on the decorum that you require of the private versus NHS. There's a kind of elegance you have to talk with. There's a kind of graceful way you talk. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was really nice. Um, and I wanted to carry that on, you know. <laughs> hilarious that is hilarious <laughs> I think a little bit more of that actually because I mean I work in the private sector as an occupational health physician as a consultant um do I treat them any differently I don't I don't no. speak to them every, any differently I find I mean maybe someone objective can come and and, and sit in on my uh, clinical sessions and let me know <laughs> but, uh, I'm happy to know, maybe well, my reports are slightly shorter for NHS compared to private but <laughs> I think I I get what you mean, Abina, and I know, you know, generally speaking, the care you would offer is the same, but sometimes a patient's approach to you is different as well. Um, So the average um, patient that you see on a private platform will usually be very polite and would usually, I mean, most patients on the NHS are quite polite, to be honest with you, but it's just rare, a bit more rare to find patients who are going to be rude to you compared to the NHS yeah, practice so yes because they're paying for this well actually you'd expect the other way around I think yeah it's interesting you say that because NHS culture you know you're getting free service and there's like a, you know it's embedded in our society mm-hmm. expectations associated with um going to see a doctor and the frustrations about going to see a doctor. Yes. So I remember the last time I saw my doctor, I was not very happy at all because of the frustrations of actually getting that, you know, getting, getting that in to see them. In the yes, yes, absolutely. So um, I think all of that for me is a plus because I feel that, yes, I'm learning how to talk to people respectfully. People talk to me respectfully. I'm taking that into my day-to-day practice. I talk to people. I do that anyway, but it just made me be more conscious and, you know, kind of reflecting on 
what I like and the values I bring to whichever platform I work. Um, I think it's just sharpened it up generally working on a uh, on that platform. So I'll just take a quick step back, um, just to just getting into the company again. So, I mean, just to hear a little bit about your interview and appli- your your in, well, the application process as a whole, but more importantly, your interview and onboarding. Some some doctors um, find that interview may not be what they expected and the onboarding there's like zero support or like no onboarding in some cases so I mean I'd, I'd love to hear more about you know that process what expectation was because a lot I mean because like even before you even get there you are concerned about the level of support you're getting on a new platform especially with the tech side of things and how easy or difficult is the tech going to be to negotiate so I'd love to hear more about your thoughts on that so um, I'll talk you through my interview and onboarding process. So my interview was, at the time it was online, which was again very strange for me. It was a virtual interview, a Skype interview. It was an admin. It was just one person really that did my interview compared to a normal interview where you have about three or four or five people interviewing you. And it was an admin staff, one of the top admin staff that just did my interview. And it wasn't anything too you know, serious, to be honest. I was expecting a lot more. Um, but it wasn't any way like that at all. So it was just more like asking about my general experiences as a GP, why I wanted to work virtually. Um, so it was quite straightforward. And then the rest of the onboarding process, again, even though there was a lot of paperwork involved. So you just had an in- an interview with an administrator? Yes, that's correct. You didn't get to see a doctor at all? No, not at that stage, no. What's your thoughts about that? I know it was, to me, it was a bit strange to start with. I must compare like, oh, okay, <laughs> I was expecting a doctor here as well. But it, it sounded like someone who was very experienced in HR matters, especially medical HR, medical human resources. So in a way, it felt like an okay interview. But um, it, it was clear that they were going to be looking at all my documents and scrutinizing absolutely everything I brought to them. So I, I knew that. You did on them. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And then and then through the onboarding process, again, a lot of the onboarding is just paperwork, 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 your your passport, your this, your driving license, your bills, and all of that. Um and um there were a couple of uh, videos I had to watch. So there were a couple of, you know, um, induction I had to do as well. And once I had done all of that, I think I met with one of the GP leads who talked me through the actual process of the consultation as well. There was also a digital, almost like lead, who I had to speak to as well, who again talked me through the platform and what I needed to do. Um, and then after a few consultations, I can't quite remember now how many consultations I had done. Then there was another review with one of the clinical um, um, GP, GP leads as well. And then after a few more consultations, there was another review before I was let in into like the bigger forum. So we had like a new status channel mm-hmm. where, where you had a bit more one-on-one support. Mm-hmm. Um, for the first couple of consultations that you do. And after you've done in, in a, a number of consultations, then you're moved into like the big group, which is like the big girls and boys group where you can, you know, be on your own. So overall, I thought, I think personally that was sufficient. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I thought was um, the interview was easily um, backed up with for the clinical support along the line. So I think the initial interview was more like paperwork, really, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's just to double check 
you are who you say you are. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, you know, there's a high level of regulation um, amongst doctors, right? Um, you know, we can't, it's quite difficult, especially post-shipment era. It's quite difficult to get to get around without the basics. Absolutely. And actually, your experience does echo some of mine, even working as a self-employed, where I have worked with, in the private sector with other companies, mm-hmm. not had an interview, <laughs> just gone. Yeah, right. just so, no interview. We'll just yeah. see how you work. Your class, <laughs> then uh, you'll be gone tomorrow anyway. Yes. Matter, but, yes. You know what I mean? And so it's it's a different it's a different kind of not vibe, but process. Yes. Like there's an expectation that you will work at a certain level. If you can't work at a certain level, you yes. leave quickly, and those losses will be made up very quickly, right? Absolutely. And I think maybe that's one of the differences between the traditional GP practice and a bigger company like that. There's such it's such a big company, and so many people work for them. Yeah. And I suppose they have to make their processes so efficient, and they have to yeah. maximize the use of their GP or their clinical leads. And they kind of delegate this job, other jobs to other admin staff who are actually quite trained in what they do. Compared to a smaller practice where everybody really wants to know what type of doctor is coming into their practice. So they end up having like two or three partners interviewing you, just kind of sniffing you out in a way to see if you fit into their group. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I mean, you've been with them for a number of years now. So I'd love to hear more about what's important to you when it comes to, you know, the the, the decisions you make when you in staying with a company. What other things is important to you to kind of stick than twist because you've got loads of other <laughs> options right you could literally move to any other company any day I know. What, I know. Keeps you, what keeps you there so what keeps me there I think number one for me is um the flexibility and I know this is what everybody will probably say but for me it's really important because I've got two young kids and um, I really want time with them um, and I don't want my afternoons to just be spent in an afternoon, you know, a long afternoon surgery every day. So for me, flexibility with one, choosing my shifts is really important for me. Um, and also the fact that, um, so for as a salaried there, I do have my, my fixed sessions every week. So mm-hmm. actually I I'm able to have some continuity with the type of patients I see. Some patients can actually book ahead of time. So I don't miss that continuity because I can get it as a salaried worker with them because I have fixed sessions that I do. And what else? I think overall there's a good vibe in the, there's a, perhaps what I should say is a good organ culture of being able to express any concerns and getting that support almost usually quite quickly either from your colleagues or from the GP lead because they usually have one GP lead for each most shifts that you're working so if you don't have questions you can send it online they have the GP leads they have administrative support system which is I think it's quite efficient to be honest I haven't compared with other platforms so it's a bit hard for me to tell but overall, the flexibility and I think the support makes it work for me. Those two things are very important for me. Right. It's interesting because one thing you haven't <coughs> haven't mentioned is money. <laughs> so, well, yeah, you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, you know, I, I think also historically and traditionally, it's always been predominantly about the salary. But what we're seeing in the market more and more are the things that you've mentioned, which is 
you assume the salary is going to be good, right? <laughs> Otherwise, it's, you know, goodbye. And so actually, the competitive point is not necessarily the, the, the salary offering. It's actually all the other things that you mentioned. Yes. Flexibility, having continuity of care, culture is always mm. really important. Support. Mm. Yeah. That kind of things. I, mean, what, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? For me to start with, it wasn't money wasn't my attraction to it. So for instance, when I was in when I started in Australia, I just wanted to do something and anything was fine. <laughs> I just didn't want to stay at home. Obviously, I had to stay at home to do the job. But it was just an, a bonus for me because if anything, um whatever they paid me was doubled up in Australian dollars. So it was like, whoa. <laughs> so for me, it wasn't the big motivation to start with it was just like yeah at least I have my own money now that I'm earning and I don't have to rely on my you know being a doctor you, you do have a bit of a pride you don't want to do, rely on people to be handing you money all the time so it was just for me yeah at least I have a bit of pocket money now that I can call mine uh, and to be honest with you if you had to if for me if I had to look at the money I probably would have stopped working there <laughs> a long time ago so it wasn't particularly the motivation. I thought I was going to learn a lot more working from a virtual company. I thought my skills were going to grow. Um, I was going to, I felt, I feel a lot more confident doing consultations now virtually on the phone, anywhere, a video platform, anywhere I'm happy to do. And I thought I really wanted to develop that. Yeah. Um, so overall, I think um, I can, I've gained a lot more working and going out of my comfort zone. Um, I don't think money could, I can't buy that with money anyway. That experience cannot be bought at all. Um, so overall, the pay, I think, um, could be better. Well, who doesn't want more money anyway? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, if, if, if the pay itself is a significant issue, then, you know, you wouldn't be having this conversation. But, yeah, there are always, like, other important things that need to fit into your life holistically, yeah. other than just money, just money. yeah absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. especially with talent and telemedicine is so competitive now when yeah. it comes to actually attracting gps to a company so yeah. um yeah no that's really interesting so i mean stepping back what kind of what what top tips would you give doctors gps who are considering working for a telemedicine company what steps would you encourage them to take before they make the final decision so as to take that leap yeah so first of all you've got to do your due diligence research the company you want to work for it's really important you have to um if it's you know feel them in a way it's hard to feel things but you probably would know from the way they respond to your emails or the way they their website is built and, you know, how their website is responsive and stuff like that. So you have to feel your way around. Talk to people. I must say I talked to a few people um, um, when I was starting out because I didn't really know so much about it. So I had to talk to people who had um, been doing it. So do your due diligence. Find out a lot about the company. um, Look everywhere. Look at their website. Be happy with your decision because there will be other people that might find it a little bit, um, oh, no, I don't like it. Or, yep, that's horrible. I would never work for that company or this. But you have to be happy with your own decision and comfortable with your own decision and just go for it. 
send them the email, you do what you have to do, have a go. I mean, there's no harm in trying. That's all I would always say. And be prepared to step out of your comfort zone in a, in a, um, when I say step out of your comfort zone, obviously I'm not asking you to do anything crazy, (laughs) but you know, just look at it in a way that it's adding to you rather than taking away from you. Um, So those are the two things I would say, do your due diligence and see it as an opportunity to improve your skills and you will be able to use that skill set anywhere else, anywhere else. So what else would I say? Be prepared to learn. Be prepared to learn because you would have a lot of different different ways of doing things. You have to be flexible in your approach and how you think. Um, you have to be willing to embrace a new culture as well. Um, and also have a flexible way of thinking around things. Um, and maybe three it's good to gain a lot of experience with out of hours as well. I found that really helpful. So gain a lot of experience with working out of hours. Um, if you can, that, that usually helps your clinical confidence to deal with patients online. Thank you so much for your insights. <laughs> if anyone wants to reach out to you, what's the best way of doing that? Um, I I do yes. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn. I do. I do reply my messages. If you find me on Facebook, (laughs) (laughs) I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Great. Thank you so much, Jay. Really appreciate you coming on. Um, Thank you. uh, Definitely keep in touch. Yes, we will do. Thank you so much. I hope you found that useful. If you are considering Dr. Care Anywhere as one of the companies that you would love to work for, feel free to visit our website at medicfootprints.org forward slash jobs and you'll you'll see the Dr. Care Anywhere um, opportunity there for digital health GPs. Or you can find Dr. Care Anywhere directly and contact them through their own website. If you have any questions about this, please feel free to email us at team at medicfootprint.org. And don't forget, we are on a mission to connect at least 1 million doctors with the best in diverse careers by 2030. We cannot do this without you. So please feel free to join our community and spread the word at medicfootprints.org forward slash join our mission. Anyway, take care until the next one.